Hello and welcome to the Dance of the Soul with Regan Forston and I, Natasha Venter. We are uh, here to uh, create a new knowing for you for your future because of the fact that we are one that um, loves to help you go through things. And right now, I don't know where Regan is. Regan is a hypno clinical hypnotherapist with the Newton Institute, and he is a very amazing man. I just spent six days in their home uh, just a couple weeks ago, about a week ago now. Um, and, you know, it was amazing to be with this man. He is tremendous. I actually had a um, hypnotherapy session with him. And, you know, I don't necessarily get hypnotized, you know, and he doesn't do it. He just gets you really relaxed. But it was amazing that, you know, he brought me to somewhere. And this is even in me, you know, because I sometimes, you know, when you need a guided to tour of your life, sometimes when someone is guiding you and triggering a, a moment, it wakes you up to something that you needed to learn. And so I took that as that. So Regan right now is on a trip going down Southern California to do some sessions with him. And I bet you he got trapped in doing something right now. And, you know, he lost track of time like he would do because he's such a kind man that it's hard to call him because it's like he is a kind man. And we both want to talk about, and I'm Natasha Venter. I'm a psychic medium, personal awareness, life coach, intuitive feng shui consultant. And I love to help people grow and move and, and mature and, and set into themselves that they shouldn't sit in shame, that, you know, we shouldn't sit in guilt. And when we're going through these stories and these negotiations that many times when we're working with other people, and that's the thing that we wanted to talk about today was this discussion about how do you have a conversation with the ones you love, right? And many times it's taking the higher road. Sometimes it's taking uh, a perspective that you don't have to be right. It's sometimes taking a moment where it's, it's in a, uh, a difference of opinion, Right. So with that, that as we're going forward and that kind of thing, it's amazing how things happen where we're at. And for some reason, I feel like that my um, oh, there's Regan. Hi, Regan. I'm going to clean my my screen, my camera right here real quick. There we go. Sorry about that, everybody. So here's Regan. And I just was saying how you wonderfully were probably in the middle of something and lost track of time. No, I was uh, I had everything set up uh, about 40 minutes ago. And then I thought I'd uh, using uh, the computer, the place I'm at right now, had it all figured out. And then I, I thought, well, I got time to spare. So I clicked on another link to do something else. And then I, I, I couldn't get back to where we were. So I just got my, uh, I got, ran and got my uh, cell phone. So I got my FaceTime or my, uh, you're talking to you on, on my uh, cell phone instead of the mm -hmm. computer. Oh, that's so okay. Like, I hear you. I hear you. It seems like, you know, that, uh, let's see, who's going into retrograde right now? Uranus is going into retrograde right now. And it feels like Mercury should be in retrograde all yeah. of this year with technology and struggles and that kind of stuff. But it hasn't been that way. You know, now Mercury's going to go into retrograde here in another couple of weeks. And 
if we're already struggling with some of the technology things, uh, we're going to dance a little bit more with it. Luckily, I was born in a retrograde. So for me, retrogrades are a little bit more graceful for me. I kind of slip yeah. into my better me sometimes during retrogrades because I was born in the summer of a bunch of retrogrades. So it, it, to me, it's like, oh, here I am, me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... Well, welcome. I was just discussing how that, you know, you were such a gift for me to have a session with. And I was describing that and then describing me. And then I was uh, starting to get into what we were going to talk about, about yeah. partnerships and how to take the higher road. Uh, oh and sometimes we can't take the higher road. We need to take the lower road and somebody yeah. else needs to take the higher road. But yet yeah. it's how do we negotiate through some of this walk of partnerships it doesn't matter if it's male female up down black white purple green it doesn't matter who what where we are we all have to deal with relationships even if it's with a human to a to an animal or a human to another human or a human to uh, a right. machine you know it, you know sometimes our machines our you know our computers and stuff like that they can take on an entity of of, of emotions and and stuff because we're throwing them at that you know we're throwing our emotions at them so they throw something back at us which is usually our emotions back at us yeah. and so it's one of well, those things i'm learning the more that we do this work i'm learning how we all admit um there's this energy force that's you know goes beyond our body goes out into the world um and we have to you know be very mindful of actually very mindful of our thoughts and our deeds because it all goes out and uh, Usually the negative stuff bounces off something, comes back at us, you know, uh, mm -hmm. which is what happens when, and what I mean when we were talking about taking the high road, is this something that um, came to me about four or five months ago uh, in a, in a relationship and realizing that, you know, being right is in a loving relationship, it, it, you know, when you have to be right, that means you're making somebody wrong, you know. Is like a win or loser and you want to try to in relationship make everything a win-win type situation you know so sometimes when you feel like biting back you have to like ah you know you just you know if you bite there's going to be bites back and bites because it's just going to be crazy you know and sometimes you just have to go to the the bigger picture you know and say wait a minute what do i want i want peace here and i want to take care of things in a good way not in a in a bad way so what keeps me sometimes like when i when I feel like it, um, yeah, I've been wronged or something and I'm feeling like biting back, then I keep saying higher road, higher road, higher road. And I sit for a minute or something and think, okay, now how can I, you know, kind of respond to the situation in something that's going to be positive rather than making it worse, you know, but it's mm -hmm. the hardest thing, you know, when, when um, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, friends or something, they get into this um, um, moment where they don't like each other very much uh, Man, it's easy to go down a deep rabbit hole sometimes. I know of um, some families where, you know, brother and sister over Thanksgiving dinner had an argument about something they did as a kid, and uh, they didn't talk to each other for years after that, you know, uh, instead of, uh, you know, taking the higher road, calling one of them, calling the other up and say, hey, you know, sorry about that. And let's not, let's just, let's not ruin our relationship over something that happened 20 years ago, you know. Um, exactly. But some people don't. Some people take the lower road and they stay there and it causes them so much angst and so much uh, pain, you know, and they don't realize that they're biting themselves, you know, by taking the low road. 
Exactly. Because how many years of that relationship were lost? You know, like yeah. going back to that that metaphor of, you know, which happens in many life, people's families. You know, someone ha something happened as a child and we took it as, you know, the end of all ends. And yes, there's some things that I'm going to say are that way. I mean, there yeah. is, you know, like physical abuse or mental abuse that you yeah. really have to put a boundary up. But at the same time, though, there's some things that were, you know, stealing somebody's candy and it really got blown out of proportion. And I and I mean this with with love and care, because, you know, when we're kids, things are total emotions sometimes. And and yet when we're getting to that point where it's like sometimes we have to say, you know what, I'm sorry, like for me, you know, coming back from my trip, being gone for three weeks. You know, my husband and I, and you even made this statement, you know, with your other half, you know, that when you're gone, that sometimes there's a couple days where there's integration of learning each other again. You yeah. know, like my husband even said, you know, I have to get used to having a wife around. You know, he was on his own for three weeks, Yeah. you know, and he's he's got fire in his in his signs. You know, he's a Leo and I'm a Cancerian, so I have water. And so if we're not in good in good rhythm, we can try to put each other's fire out and he can try to make my water boil, you know. And so <laughs> with yeah. that, that that it does take us a little while to get back into it. So the first night back, we were grateful. And then there was about two days in there where it was a conversation and I came into some big enlightenments on my trip and I wanted to share them with him. But yet, you know, our communication hasn't isn't it's like fire and water, too, sometimes. And I said something and I triggered him. I It was one sentence, two, two or three words that I said. And to honor him in this conversation that I wanted to this is a great example of how. You know, it was just two or three words and it triggered him and he could not let it go. And and I can understand why, because it's something that he prides himself on. But when, the way that I was meaning it, the way that I was saying it was, hey, you know, hey, can we just come on the same page? Let's get together on this story. Let's let's, you know, you and I, you know, being the only ones in the house, let's come into some kind of communion together. Let's. And but no, it was that those few words that really put him in the, you know, and it was like all I could do to get him to even want to talk to me the rest of the day because he was so triggered. Well, you know, he's going through a lot of stress at work. He's been on edge. You know, I can give him all that. And, you know, I know I didn't say something really wrong, but what I had to do was I had to take the high road. Yeah. I'm sorry that I triggered you. I did not mean to trigger you. And then finally, after a couple of, of um, you know, like a half an hour, 45 minutes, it seemed like forever, that I finally said, you know what, babe, I'm sorry. I'm going to throw in the white flag. Can you throw in the white flag? And let's just call this neutral because I am so sorry that I triggered you. I had no intention of triggering you. It was just about trying to communicate. And, you know, let's just start this whole thing you know, let's start fresh from here because we couldn't start it over. But can we start fresh from here? Let's throw in the white flag. And, and, it, you know, luckily he was willing. 
you know, yeah. and that was part of that relearning each other also, you know, that relearning of communication. And a lot of us don't give that ebb and flow of, of learning to be with one another after hard days of work. After these things, we take everything seriously from the minute one that, you know, no, we have to kind of let that integration time after days work, after a trip, after these things to help us ebb and flow into what we can be together. And yeah. you said the same thing with, with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I don't know. It's, but it's interesting to see how sometimes how that other part of herself wants so bad to be right, you know, wants to get our viewpoint across that it is. Uh, I think in my younger years, I wouldn't have been able to do it as much as I can now, because eventually as you get older, you just don't take things the way you did when you were younger. You're more, I think we're, our boiling point becomes a lot less or we don't take a lot of things so serious or, you know, you get to know somebody in a relationship so much and you know that most of the time uh, when they reach out and do and do something um, negative to you, you, you know that they're not really intending it to be for you in a sense, they're just letting out and, you know, because we're closest to them, they're the, we're the closest thing that they can let their energy out on, you know, mm -hmm. don't have to quite explain that, but um People need to know that I found out too over trial and error for years is when you're in a, a relationship with two people that really love each other, if you don't learn certain skills, um, it's like I picture you're standing right, you, both of you have these beautiful uh, brand new cars and you're just, you're standing right next to them. And uh, if you don't argue right, it's like throwing little pebbles at each other and they're hitting the car you know, that you just bought. And so, boom, there's a little nick and a nick. And if you don't learn to fight right, then pretty soon, I mean, you you know, you're going down the road and you look like you have, you're driving jalopies, you know, because you've, you've dinged each other so much, but you don't have to do that, but it takes um, time to sit down with each other, look at each other in the eye and say, look, when we fight, I love you. And I do not want to damage or hurt you in any way. I may have a point of view or something. And I really want you to hear it. But let's figure out a way, you know, and there's, you know, in couples therapy, there's a lot of things like um, what I like that works real well in, in couples therapy is you have a baton that you have and whoever's holding the baton gets to speak and nobody else, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a physical thing that they, you know, they're holding in their hand. It's a real good, it's a real good way of them s s seeing the boundaries here. You know, they have to, when they have the baton, they can say all they want, the other person can't. And then when it's time for the other person, you hand, you know, the therapist will take it back, hand it to the other person. Uh, it's just a little thing, but it works really well that way, you know, mm -hmm. saying we have rules here, you know. And th th the reason most couples fight so much sometimes is they're so busy yelling at each other, they don't hear the other one talk. Yes. You know, ex except the words that trigger them. And then they go back, back and forth and back and forth. Um, but it's, it's so many times with couples, it's like if they listen to hear each other, then after a little bit, the other person goes, whoa, I didn't know you felt that way. You know, I thought this or that. And he said, no, you never let me finish my, what I'm trying to say, you know, you jump on something immediately, you know, and the, the other thing too, that works really good in arguments. Um, this is something business people teach when you're, when you're having a irate customer, you know, on customer service, um, they teach you to, as you're speaking and they're getting really high and you begin to speak in a lower tone. You know, mm -hmm. you bring it down instead of raising because we have a tendency to raise to whatever level coming at us and it goes boom, boom, boom. But when they know that that's just going to make it worse and they're trained to just, you know, take it down a little bit, you know, instead of, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, it's more like, yeah, 
well, I'm sorry, you feel that way. You know, what can we do here? And it's just that tone or something will take, bring it down, you know, so mm -hmm. that you can talk. There's a lot of little um, techniques in, in um, that people learn in business and in relationships that way. Um, so what, what's a technique that you would recommend if when things are getting too heavy and hot? How would you <laughs> bring it down to? Well, I, I do that. I try to stay as neutral as I can in myself, even though I'm getting triggered. And sometimes I have tears coming down my, because my husband is one that he can look through me if he gets upset. You know, he's, he can get quite angry. And in the past, when he was drinking, he, he was very, I don't wouldn't call it violent, but yet he was violent with his emotions. And so I can slip back into old patterns. But the one thing that I noticed that I'm working on myself is, is that I am trying to stay as neutral as I can, you know, that I, I check in with my intention. What is my intention here? It's not to be better than him. It's just about communication. And the one thing that I noticed that my husband is doing, and I don't know where he got it from, and I'm going to ask him because actually I'm going to say, you know what, babe, I've noticed in the last couple conversations that we had that you're starting to say, this is my perspective, and this is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And and when, I, when he's been doing that, because it's something mm. new that he's doing, it's catching me a little bit and going, hmm. Okay. So then now there was something else that once we cleared up what he was feeling and, and then if the conversation kept going, then I, cause he keeps sometimes going <laughs> and I'm yeah. like going, okay, honey, we we're repeating this now. And I, I heard you and I, I want to honor you, but I don't know how to stop this, you know? So with that, that, it, that it, it's going forward. And then what I, what it's triggering me when he says, this is my perspective and this is how I feel. Then in another conversation or later in a conversation, I, that's what I use so that he respects that too. Because of the fact that, you know, when we say, this is how I feel, it's not what I know. It's not what I care about. It's, yeah. it's how I'm feeling. And we all have different experiences perspectives because we all were raised differently we were all in these different knowings that we get these different setups you know like in the last conversation we had i said honey you know you were brought up in a military family you know you were in the military yourself so there was a one two three this is how you do it yeah and this is the only way you do it and you know, I came from a family where, you know, the house was built in the early 1900s. And in, in, in order to make things level, you went, hmm, let's see how I can do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and you and you figured it out along the way. There wasn't a this is how you this is how you begin it. This is how you finish it. It was a journey on how do you do it. So just in our perspectives on how we get through something is two different ways. You know, yeah. I have the journey. He has the begin it. This is the destination I want to get to. How do I get there? This is the, well, this is kind of how I want it to look because this is the way it, is, it might be. And this is the journey on how do I get there, which is sometimes pretty wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so with that, that it's, it's looking at how we come at things differently can really help us figure out how to get through a conversation. Um, there's a, a technique I learned in hypnotherapy school uh, that works really well, too. Um, 
example would be a, um, a wife and children have a husband who's a, a workaholic and they love, they love their dad. She loves her husband, but they never get to spend time with him because he's always doing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's a loving relationship, but they're feeling neglected and everything because they can't spend time with the person they love. So the good approach is, is you would go to him and say, sweetheart, you know, the children and I have, uh, something we need some help with you know we love you so much and we love spending time with you but you're working so much we never get to see you and we're feeling neglected what's your solution sweetheart you know in other words you put the what's yours and what what, it's a it's a way of like all of a sudden they're you know you're not being accusatory they know they're loved and they're show you're showing them the issue and then you say sweetheart what's your solution and then it you know it evokes out of him. He's got to think about it for a minute, come back with something. But it's very, uh, you don't want to be accusatory and everything. You just want to state the issues and say how this is how we're feeling. We love mm-hmm. you. You know, sweetheart, what, what do you, what should we do about this? You know, exactly. How can we come to a compromise in this whole scenario? Yeah. So Veronica says, um, I try to be neutral as well. Sure, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Oh my, you know, I. Uh, That's good, Veronica. Yeah, uh, as I as I can empathize with that so heartedly because I know that uh, you know it hasn't been always easy. But I can tell you though that there's been times where my husband has even come to me and said, "Honey, you've taught me so much." And I say, "You don't even want to listen to me." No, but you showed me. Yeah, you showed me. And that's one thing that um, the five languages of love has come forward with um, with me understanding that actions speak louder than words for my husband. So that's where sometimes instead of speaking, it's about showing him. And that way, then he sees how not necessarily to do it right. I'm not right or wrong. It's not about me being right or wrong. That's that's one thing I want to make sure. But it's a way that I can negotiate it so I can survive the, the conversation so that I don't feel hurt and in pain afterwards as much as yeah. what I could have if we kept down the same story. Yeah. Another way um, is the way you phrase questions. And this is used a lot in business and everything when you're, you, you're trying to uh, get the, to elicit from the person um, a yes when they're not actually saying yes or saying no, but it means yes. I think we talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that in the car like, one day. <laughs> yeah, you would say to your husband, um, sweetheart, would you be against me telling you my feelings? You know, and he's going to, well, no, you know, I mean, because we usually <laughs> wanted to say no. He says, oh, and so right there, he said, yes, it's okay for you to, you know, Just would you, would you, be, you know, would you be against me telling you what I think we should do this weekend? Oh, no. You know, it's uh, because, you know, people always they think a fight's coming on and they always want to they always want to say no to everything. So you get them to say no, which actually means a yes. Yeah. So it's a little trick there, but it's, it, you know, it can cool a relationship down pretty good or something. Sweetheart, would you would you be against me expressing my feelings about this issue? You know, it's just a good way. Another good um, uh, avenue goes what my friend Carrie taught me in the 12 years that we were together. And that uh, if she had an issue or anything, she would come to me and touch my arm very gently. She'd say, I have a request. You know, would you be willing to listen? You know, and, you know, right off the bat, I'm thinking, what did I do? You know, okay. uh-oh. 
you know, but it was very, very kind. Um, and my my former wife, who I'm I'm still uh, in love with, and and she's my good friend, um, uh, would take me by the hand and take me up to bed and lay down beside me. So we're in a really neutral, comfortable space, you know. And then she'd say, you know, um, I just had something I needed to talk to you about, okay? You know, kind of things like that. So it was, I, I'd learned so much and they were so, I was so lucky to have these, you know, women in my life that taught me that you don't have to yell and scream in a relationship to get stuff done. Because what do you both want? You just want a, a, a solution to where you both feel okay. You mm-hmm. know, and, and a lot of times that means compromise. You got to have the big C in everything you do in life. If you yeah. want to have a relationship, the big C got to come in there you can't have it all your way either of you you know it just doesn't work that way um so you have to know that what you're going to say you're going to probably end up with something less than what you would hope for but that's as good as it's going to get and you have to be okay with that exactly because it is about you know playing the football game there or the soccer game you know there or basketball game it is about being in the middle and and that's the thing about when we're going through life. I know for me that that many times my husband being a double Leo, he, he I'm a double Cancerian and I'm called the moody one. <laughs> yeah. My double Leo, is, it, it's an interesting process. And, and you know, so with that, because that, he, he's a fire, you know, and he, he's a roarer and and that kind of thing. So the one thing that I do is I ask him, you know, hey, babe, I have a conversation I'd like to have. It's a good one. It's just coming into neutrality with us, you know, and there's just something that I that I have an awareness of. Can you tell me when it's a good time for us to talk about it? Yeah. And, you know, can we do it? And sometimes I have to tell him, you know, he says, well, when would you like to do it? Oh, within the next um, probably the next five hours. Yeah. You know, so that he knows that there's a, a journey to this conversation, because sometimes, you know, when somebody thinks, oh, this is I'm going to get in trouble, things are happening, you know, they'll put it off and put it off. And so if you if we're um, uh, if we're doing that kind of thing. So Katie here. Um, hi, Katie. Uh, every time you come on, you ask if there's a reading going to be happening today, please. Oh, and um, yeah. I did. I did. um some cards the other day and i'm hoping that that helped you out so what is it that that you would like to have a question about and if you can just type it in that would be great and thank you for coming to my um my youtube channel so i'm going to take this moment if you are watching on youtube or on twitter um can you go to my youtube channel natasha venter angelic clarifications and because i don't know if i get um comments on my twitter page and then if you wherever you're at if you would like to subscribe or to um to get notifications remember that each um, system has a way of getting notifications that I that we're live because I'm live on Mondays at four and um, we are live Mondays at four and then on Wednesdays at four Pacific time on the same stations. Yeah. So. Yeah, and for people that are just tuning in now, I mean N- Natasha here, uh, my cohort, is an intuitive medium and um, very talented, and has helped oh, me and you. my family and all my friends. And like, like having, it was funny at the table, we had 12 people, had my friends over there and just about every one of them you'd helped in one form or another. And they were all glad to see you. Uh, and I, me, was, I, oh, I was grateful for me too. I, I help people see the other, um, 
get in contact with the other side by having a life between life session. We're in a, in a deep state of trance, which about 90% of people can reach. Uh, you yourself become like a medium in a sense that you see the images like that Natasha sees easily. But a lot of us have to get in this deep state before we can, you know, talk to people and everything on the other side. But it's doable. It is happening now. It's just another way that God's opened up uh, for uh, us to communicate with the other side. Uh, so anyway, while she's um, writing her question now, she's so she that, says, oh, she go. said, yeah, she says, um, oh, I think that might have been another Kate. Um, I think I had a reading a few uh, weeks ago, but not recently. Yeah. Oh. When when we were on last Monday, yeah. uh, you if I remember right, because and it was a pink Kate you know, on, on that. So I just wanted to communicate. Um, I honestly don't remember. And that's okay because this morning seems like three weeks ago. So I can uh -huh. understand totally how time is being lost. So yeah. So Kate, um, go uh, ahead. formulate, your, formulate yeah. your question and, and Natasha would be happy to help you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and, and um, uh, could I please have uh, a general reading? Um, whatever you feel down to tell me. Okay. So Kate, since I don't have you sitting in right in front of me, I'm going to be honest with you that with me, where I'm at with conversation and everything, and I, it's hard to really tune into, and I use this as a metaphor. If somebody says, can you just give me a basic reading that that is like tuning into the AM station and the FM station of all the stations if you don't give me some guidelines and I yeah. only have a few minutes to dial into both AM and FM, all radio stations. So if you so, can kind of give me a, a little bit of a yeah. reference and that way I could, um, could, uh, possibly, uh, give you a little bit more guidance. And I do kind of get a, a tendency, but yet at the same time, I want to make yeah. sure that I, I can do you better. So thank you. Yeah, Kate, Kate, think of all your issues as like a, a forest of issues and some trees in your forest are really giant. And then there's some that are medium trees. There's a bunch of bushes. What are the giant trees right now of things that you wish you had some answers to, you know, actually go to your, just go for it, go for your tallest tree. Is it relationship? Is it something about, you know, um, your, you know, your work or, you know, somebody, um, you know, some kind of health problem. Yeah. So there thank you very much for clarifying that uh, so that it's your career path. Well, if I, um, okay. So tuning into you and there was a message that I gave the Kate before, which I know it was you, um, cause you feel the same that, you know, it was going into a restaurant. I see you going into some kind of restaurant and being a maitre d, um, where you seat people, where, um, uh, yes, she says that was a great visual, uh, Regan. Thank you. Uh, I like that. Thank you, Regan. Um, yeah. That uh, that I see you going in there and with you going in and being a maitre d, it's not that you're necessarily the waitress, but you are one that I feel like you can support the waitresses and the waiters very well. And, and, you know, you, you become an oil, well-oiled machine and somebody sees you doing that. And there's actually going to be some people who, because of this restaurant is not necessarily, it's more of a better restaurant. It's, it's not necessarily, 
you know, it could be something like, I'm going to call it Applebee's or something like that, but there's something that it feels more like an upper scale restaurant, not like zillion dollar restaurant, but it, it's, it's not just an everyday restaurant that you're, um, that you go in and you do that work and then somebody witnesses you and then there might be not, there's going to maybe be an offer. Now I'm going to tell you right now that we have like several planets going into retrograde. We have a lot going on in between now and the end of the year. There's also going to be some doors opening that we're going to have some loved ones that are leaving. And so when we have a lot of this transformation going on, that what somebody sees intuitively going for you, that many a times that things don't always work out the way that is foreseen. And I'm going to give that disclosure, but this is what I see for you right now. Okay. And that, um, so what did you say here? Uh, so I hope to be a paramedic and work within the healthcare system field. So that's very different. Yes. And I can understand that, but you also need to have cash now, right? So what I'm seeing is, is that you have this way of supplementing in. And the wonderful thing about some restaurants, some owners give you the ability to work around your schedule. Okay. And I want you to know that if you are, um, if you're planning on doing that, go for it. I feel like you are a very good person for that. The thing I want you to remember, though, is, is that I feel like you have a very sensitive button in you. You have a very sensitive emotion in you that may get a little bit triggered. So be careful of how you navigate that future. And Katie, if you really feel like you want to do something like this, I have some tools that I can give you in a personal reading that would help you out or Regan can help you out with that kind of thing. Because the fact that when you're going into a service department like that it's very much where having certain tools of taking care of yourself you can take care of others better and many of us don't go in with um with i'm going to call it with uh tools to be able to be stronger in those moments and we get beaten down emotionally and then we don't last as long as we want to and i feel like that there's an emotional part of you that can get triggered when you when you when you see your first person pass, when you when you um, go in and you see a child for the first time, and I don't mean to be mean like this or bring these things up, but this is yeah. the this is the evidence of life, and and that's where I feel like that you are a very you have that sensitive part of you, and and having the right tools to go into it, which you can. Like for me, I see things that are beyond what people want to see in people's life, but I have my tools that I can put filters through things so I don't see them in rawness, you know? Yeah. And that I see a filter over somebody who's naked instead of instead of the pure body being there for a metaphor. So if and, that helps uh, yeah, you. Yeah, I, I want to give you four, uh, Kate, um, four uh, things to think about because... <laughs> Um, the work that <clears throat> Natasha and I do, we, we are around so much emotion 
so much pain we that people have that we see people that have had the most horrific things happen to them in their life and they're trying to figure their life a lot of shame and, and guilt and pain when mm -hmm. i when i was on the other side in the life between life session which i'm doing now for others i was coming back from the afterlife and i was looking down it was like up in heaven or up in the sky looking down at the earth and i was getting i was getting closer to the earth i started feeling all of the pain from the earth you know, it was funny because I went from, wow, look how beautiful it is to, oh, 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 you know, and my guide was next to me. And he said, Regan, if you're going to do this kind of work, I'm going to tell you four things you have to do because your body, your body, your mind won't be able to handle all of this stuff. You, and your physical body will get sick and you'll die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very like, and I went, okay, what, what have I got to do? The first thing is, is when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is to create an intention. And here's a good, a good little prayer. Bless this day and those I serve today as I keep one foot in heaven and one foot planted firmly on earth to accomplish my mission mission of helping other people of being an EMT. Okay. Uh, is that, did I say that right? EMT, mm -hmm. emergical medical. Okay. Right. Um, the second thing besides, you know, you know, if, even if it's your angel, you talk to in a sense, if you need to look up, I mean, they're everywhere, but, you know, looking up makes you think like, oh, I'm looking up to heaven and then talk to your guide, even if you don't know who that is yet. Natasha can probably help you with that or just Angel Gabriel or Jesus or whoever you look up to for help and just say, look, um, I'm going to go out there today. And if I'm going to see some accidents, if I'm going to be helping people today, help me to help me to balance myself, you know, help me to do the best I can and to know what to do for these people that they need. OK, the next thing is you want to spend more time in nature. They said that God's way of of reducing our stress, of being able for us to stay in a good moment is, you know, go for walks in the park. You know, I don't know what part of the country you live in or sit, you know, sit and, and just close your eyes and meditate for a little bit in a beautiful setting, you know, or in, um, you know, so nature's is really good. And uh, the third thing is um, uh, do as many random acts of kindness as you can. Like when you're taking a break from your from your uh, ambulance or something and you're walking into a, a convenience store to get something for a minute someone dropped a piece of trash well heck just pick it up put it in the garbage you know even though it's mm -hmm. not yours it's these little things that just get you in the love mode to keep you balanced you know but here's a big one and the fourth thing is talk to other emts that have been in the business for a long time and ask them how do they deal with the extreme emotion and everything that they're around and hopefully they won't tell you well uh a pint of bourbon and uh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and you and that's exactly. the thing is is that you know like for me i work in an elementary school system and the old para the old person who used to do my work 20 years ago life isn't like it was 20 years ago you know it's like it is today and it's not easy and so that's probably why I saw you. I never know why I get the message to give somebody something, but you working in a restaurant, you being a maitre d' can help you get prepped to working with people. It, and, and that's part of the service. It's part of the, it's part of the, the getting you, can I work with people? Because when you are an EMT, when you're working in, um, in the health field of social and that kind of stuff, you're going to be working with people who struggle with life. Mm 
And if you can work with people in a restaurant situation, you can work with people who are very much um, in the EMT, you know, the, the social health department. And it, it does take tools. So I love what Regan says, because I know for me that many times when, like even before I came on, I went and walked around barefoot in my grass and sat oh, yeah. out in the sun for a few minutes. And I, I did do some things out in nature and it does help me to get more righted. I'm going to say, cause it's not about, it's not about right or wrong for you. And they, these are just ideas for you perceptions that we have Katie or anybody who's listening, who's wanting to do something that it's not about getting a right or wrong answer. It's getting righted like a ship. And so know that every step that you take can get you righted as a ship. And, you know, maybe you are ready to jump into the EMT, but if you need to make money now, what can you do to help yourself have finances now and yeah. then decide whether or not to um, decide whether or not if you can add like going to the schooling and doing that kind of stuff around making money? Because I feel like that that there's something important about you keeping your feet underneath you, Katie, that there is something that you're not one that can handle um, being, um, be, it's like for me being a Cancerian, I need a home. I definitely need a home. You know, wherever I stay, I make it a home. <laughs> As Regan noticed that I, I made the energy where I was yeah. at, the energy where I was at. And so I make where I'm at a home, even if it's a temporary home. And so you need those things underneath you to make you comfortable. So do those things to make sure that you have a footing, because I can tell you that Uranus is going to go into um, retrograde here coming up. Mercury is going to go into retrograde and there's going to be some things that are going to make us look at our shadows, make us look at those negative things of ourselves. Like for me, I got triggered today. I was supposed to do something today and it got canceled. And then what that did was it triggered a part of me that felt the unworth. The one that that things as soon as I feel success, then things get canceled. And so I had to work through those triggers. So I went and did something else with my business to make sure that I didn't fall back in those old patterns. And that's one thing that that these retrogrades do is they want us to fall back in our own patterns so we can say we're not going to fall back into them like we did before. I'm not going to yeah. be the victim of our life. And so the more tools you get, Katie, the more those things. And, and I feel like you're on the younger side of life than the older side of life. And so with that, that as you're as you gain those tools, it will help you do more rounded work. And yeah. so find those tools it's like gathering, like, it's like Santa gathering his, his Christmas toys for Christmas. He doesn't do it on the 24th. He does it beforehand together. And so that's, this is the time for you to gather your tools. Cause yeah. I feel like okay. there's going to be an opening for you in January. I, I've had a few uh, run-ins with EMTs. I mean, in a good way, you know, ambulance times, uh, maybe three times in my life I've had accidents or something. And I have to tell you that these EMTs were so kind and so reassuring and so professional that whatever I was going through, by the time I got to the hospital, I just felt like, well, I think God, I'm in good hands. So what you're doing, so you're, you're becoming a light worker, just like Natasha and I, we're, what we're doing, a light worker isn't just doing this psychic work and me helping people visit heaven and everything. It's about people that are willing to give of themselves to help others, mm -hmm. you know? 
So bless you for for that and, and being a light worker because you can be all the difference. You can make all the difference for somebody just by your your kind touch. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took a break in the meantime to make sure it's definitely the path I want to follow as well as gaining experience in the meantime. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good and job. also too check. I don't know. You might already know this, but I'm guessing there's probably a podcast or or uh, whatever thing a blog. Uh, that's about EMTers, you know, and, uh, you know, that people that are doing these jobs and you can interact maybe with some people or maybe they have an association, you know, or something that helps, um, uh, you know, people that are, have your particular, because yours is very, very unique. There's not, there's not that many people on the planet that are EMTs when you figure the amount of people. So you guys are like a really like a band of brothers, you know, or you're like the medics in the, in the war, you know, uh, if you haven't watched Hacksaw Ridge, watch Hacksaw Ridge. It's a true story about this man who refused to uh, to carry a gun to go into battle, and he was he was so horribly, uh, you know, uh, treated by all the other soldiers and everything like that. But he, because of his religious beliefs, he wouldn't pick up a gun, but he wanted to save people, and they finally allowed him to do that. And the ending of Hacksaw Ridge will make you cry for days. It's just what this man did and, and how many people he saved. Uh, but uh, anyway, good, good, good movie about someone who wants to help people and be there for them. Yeah, exactly. Cause it, it, it's not reach. like I, I told my husband who, who, you know, he's a loving pessimist, you know, so, and being in the military <laughs> that, you know, it's always about what needs to get done next. You know, it's not about, you know, like, you know, if I made a mess in the front room and then I cleaned it up, he, there, it's it's not that he noticed that I cleaned it up, but it was what needs to be done next. And that's his natural. I mean, he grew up in the mil- in military family. You know, he, he was in the military himself. So it's something that comes to him. Honestly, I can't fault him for it, you know. Yeah. But like I tell him sometimes, honey, my bucket gets kind of empty and you always looking at what needs to be done next doesn't help me fill up my bucket, you know, because yeah. I, I need somebody to say, hey, babe, thank you for doing X, Y, Z, you know, sometimes. And and so with that, that, you know, when we're doing good work for a lot of different people and Regan, you probably feel this, too. You know, I love that you 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 know, you've talked about the Enneagrams for ever yeah on this show and finally when i was down immersed in your home uh, for the six days i finally took took the test didn't you yeah and i'm a nine like you and so for us we are very empathetic sympathetic for people around us we're Mm -hmm. we're usually the one who says oh it's okay we'll we'll just do it you know yeah then our bucket gets a little empty you know because we're always doing for others and and sometimes and that's the thing, Katie, that if you choose to do this, you're going to have to choose a positive way. And hopefully alcohol isn't it because it's an empty, it's an empty bucket. But yeah. a, a glass of wine once in a while is not, or a drink once in a while is not wrong. Not, I'm, I'm yeah. not doing that. But it's like going out and smelling rose compared to having a glass of wine sometimes is oh, a whole lot better to fill up your bucket than it is not to fill up your bucket. And now also another modality, if you... If you in your work have something that's very disturbing and you're carrying it with you home, uh, you want to learn uh, EFT. It's called emotional freedom technique. You can learn it in about 
an hour and learn how to do it very efficiently. And it'll be something that'll take the edge off of your um, uh, of the deep emotion you have. It'll it'll get rid of any excess uh, that's there. Uh, this is with my clients that have PTSD, um, you know, things of violence. Like I've worked with some law enforcement people, the military, but mostly women that have had um, uh, had violence, uh, you know, rape, incest, and and just down out violence to them and it's ruined their lives well um with eft it's one of the number one things now being accepted in therapy that that kind of gets you back to some semblance of normalcy again so you want to have that tool and also download the app um insight timer insight timer it's a free app and the of these seventy thousand people we've we've helped to go to heaven and back and while they're over there, they're asking about what's the best spiritual practice to do so that I can kind of keep connected to the other side and be more whole every time they say meditation. That seems to be God's gift to us is helping us to do that. And you'll find people that meditate that have stressful jobs are able to to uh, have those jobs with a lot less uh, stress. They're able to see a bigger picture of things. And when they're in the in the battle, when they're when you're in, say, a car, an accident, people's lives may depend on you and getting to the hospital in time and knowing what to do in the ambulance before they get there. Uh, it'll keep you more calm and collective if you're uh, a meditator because you're going to be more in the zone and your intuition will be much higher than what to do. So those are some good tools. So, you know, even if you do a couple of them, it's going to make life better for you, Katie. Yeah. And I put in the, um, the, um, the electric um, um, energies.com for the Enneagram. Oh. Good. And the one thing that I witnessed is, is that knowing your type can really help you know how you're going to negotiate the waters uh -huh. that are around you. And when we go through knowing ourselves better, like our, um, our five languages of love or our Enneagram number, you know, like knowing that your other half um, is um, a th two, three, and it really helped, you know, she's about lists. She's about timing. She's about starting this at this time and, and doing that. And she's also a New Yorker. So, so she's very much da, 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 da. And so with that, that knowing that it gave me the ability to negotiate and respect her way me being a nine and being this wishy-washy, easygoing person that I was yeah. able to step up and respect her timing a little bit different. And then, you know, I took the test from my husband and he basically told me, no, he's not going to take the test. So yeah. what I took the test <laughs> of was basically what I got to go off of because I've been married to him for 30 some odd years. You no, know, so you could answer most of the questions. I can right, answer 90% of it pretty good. And so with that, then now I know how to negotiate with him and in that way. Um, yeah, and I'll so, have to see if we can do a, a one of our podcasts. I'll get Patty on even, and the three of us, we can discuss the Enneagram a little more and the benefits and how it can benefit you knowing which software God made you with of the nine types. You know Exactly. It's just it, another, yeah, it's just another it's an, notification. Another way of knowing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Want me to read Hi, it? Mike. From Manchester, England. Wow. There's a massive research and interest in the death of uh, Diana of England. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. with the release of a four-part documentary, amongst other ones. Do you think the royal family had her bumped off? Now, I know we know that everybody that's lived is on the, even if Diana is reincarnated again, part of her is still there. And so, um, you know, some, you know, sometimes they'll come through with mediums, sometimes they won't. But I don't know, Natasha, can you, can you give them a little 
Okay, I'm going to be diameter. very careful what I say politically correct here. Okay. Um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that is now coming out because finally people can't hide. Uh, there's going to be a lot more that comes out after, um, after the queen passes. Uh, I don't think the husband or um, Charles had much to do with it, but there was somebody in the, um, in the system that yes, did have something to do with it. That, that it was, it was not just the paparazzi. They were, they, they were mm -hmm. yes, involved, but there was something else that happened with the driver and the timing of things. I'm going to use the word, the timing of things were manipulated. She was too powerful of a woman uh, and was not attached to the crown anymore. Somebody wanted to bring her down a couple pegs then, but didn't they? When they mm -hmm. sure did. They did. Yeah. They did. Wow. They did. Okay. They did. Well, yeah. We'll see, um, and see, so see with that, that. that, yeah. And, um, and it, it, it's something, it, it's so sad because she was another um, angel that was going to do some positive work in this world. And she was, she didn't have an attachment to it. Um, who, the, who, what, where, and that, that's not how the system ruled. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for many centuries, the, the kings and queens manipulated the world around them. Not saying that the queen was involved, but there was somebody who was behind the scenes with the queen that um, they manipulated things because they didn't like what they were seeing and they, they took, they took, um, they took charge of that. So um, I hope that helps you out. It's, it, it's a sad scenario. A very yeah. wonderful woman who was perfectly imperfect. I'm going to say that she was perfectly mm -hmm. imperfect, just as well as a lot of other people. And she just got caught up in the, the game. She got caught up in the game that wasn't um, to the benefit. And I think that if yeah. it would have happened when, now when her sons are that age, that things would have been, um, that it would have been played out differently. But she was in the old school way at the 20 years ago and or whatever, how many years it was now. Long and time so, ago, yeah. yeah. And so she was in the old school way of doing things, not the new school way where her sons can do things a little bit different. So Huh. Uh, so he said, uh, thank you. Um, I love you. So honest. Most uh. agree with you. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's a, it's, it's a dance that, that it's, I want to respect and honor the process of what truly happened. And so with that, I'm trying to be very careful how I speak about it because it was, it, it, it was an innocent thing that happened and not in a good way. And I just want to honor the people that were involved. So thank yeah. you for understanding that. So Katie, you had, uh, uh, may I ask another question or is it oh. one person in the stream? <laughs> Oops. Where'd you go, Regan? Uh, there you are. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I just, uh, my phone and just said, I got like 8% left. If I, if I conk out on you, then, then I'm gone for the day. Cause I, I have my one, I can plug into the car, but I don't have one here and they didn't have one to plug in the wall that fits my cord. So I was hoping my 38% would get me through the hour. Oh, so. sorry about We're that. We only got five minutes to go, but, uh, 
if maybe if it's something quick because i think we have five minutes left yeah so katie if, if it's something real quick like i said that you know many times when we're getting into this type of stuff a private session will yeah. do you better it will do you better um have so the previous psychics uh have told me that a young girl spirits floating around me do you know who she is thank you uh she um was did your mom have a um uh miscarriage or uh a, a hysterectomy or, or i mean or something that caused uh an abortion or something that caused um a young soul not to be here in this lifetime uh it feels like it, uh, either a sister or um or someone who is um who has traveled with you you two spend a lot of times coming into a life either you are her, she's one of your guides and and you have been one of her guides at different lifetimes so you are in the same soul circle so with that since you guys weren't sisters she played a, a sister in your life and yet her soul stays younger because of the fact that that's where she's comfortable yeah. if that helps you out and she said whoa um so um with that does that um okay so yeah and katie in a a in miscarriage a, many years before but not many people know i think i was around five yeah so you were very young and you were meant to be sisters and that's why you guys have this connection of youngness so with that that she, she wants you to remember joy she wants you to remember to play um and play healthy you know if you want to go ride a bike if you want to skip down the street she wants you to have fun. She she has a fairy-like energy to her, which means that she's about having fun and play and and don't get too serious. Sometimes you get too serious in life. So she wants you to be um, a little bit more playful in your life uh, in a healthy way, not in a negative way, but in a healthy way. Yeah. And Katie, in a in a uh, in a life between life session, if at some point in the future you decide to do it, you can actually go into trance and in a sense, see her face to face and have a conversation. I've had people um, uh, when I've had them on the other side and these little angels or something would come up and say, hey, I, you know, I almost made it there, mom, but you miscarried me, you know, mm -hmm. and they, she got to see. I know this one. She goes, oh, I know it was a girl. I know it was a girl. You know, and it was this little angel uh, that said, you know, because of the miscarriage, she didn't come down this time. It didn't work out as planned. Exactly. Uh, but it gave her because she had always that miscarriage has just been something is is women have women when women have miscarriages some of people some women seem to be okay with it but others it's like they lost a living child you yeah. know because they have this connection and so it's bothers them uh, for for their during their life so to talk to them on the other side and just to find out why they didn't make it or at least to see that they didn't die that they're still on the other side <laughs> it yeah. can be a little too serious too yeah exactly <laughs> wants you to lighten up yeah exactly and i know that i've had several miscarriages and and one was i i was grateful because of the that my ex-husband i was with but um that's for another story you know so there's been some that i knew that the souls needed to move on and actually one of them was my son now so sometimes the souls can pop back in later when you know that it's the it's the right timing um yeah. uh 
so she says, will I see her in another? Mm. Oh, definitely. 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 And you may be mother oh, yeah. and she might, you might be child. She might be mother. You might be child. You might be father. You And, and she might be mother. You know, it, it, it's, it, it will play out differently every lifetime when yeah. you're together. It's the soul our, our dance research, that you guys are uh, together. Since the, at the Newton Institute, we've had 70,000 people go to the other side and back. And what we found is that we all, we kind of have a traveling troupe you know, like a, like an acting troupe, their souls that we, that we kind of interact with more than others. And there are our friend, our buddies, something like, like Natasha was describing somebody that's close to you. Definitely. You know, when, when it's time for you to leave here, you'll be right back uh, with that soul and planning another adventure. So yeah. uh, don't worry about that. This is just a temporary um, separation. And exactly. And um, soul circles, it depends on the person. It depends yeah. on the uh, on who you are. Um, soul circles could be smaller. Some circles can be some bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've had someone on the other side, you go to their soul group and it's just a half a dozen. Some of them have so many energies that they're seeing. And some of them are energies that don't come forward to talk to because they're people they're, they're going to meet later in their life. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a play and they're you're in act five of your life and they come in act in, in chapter seven or eight or nine. Yeah. And so you have this anticipation, you know, a lot of people go, wow, there's going to be these other souls in my group that are going to come into my life. Uh, read um, journey of souls, journey of souls or destiny of souls. These are case histories. It'll t- answer a whole bunch of questions you have about the afterlife taken from all this research that we've done. And mm-hmm. uh, it'll just, ja- you'll be jazzed. You yeah. Know, and maybe I mean, that's another, sh- maybe we should do a show on Monday about soul families. Uh, yeah, yeah. So because maybe that, that's what, maybe what we'll talk about next Monday is soul families. Yeah. Because when I have people there, if someone's not in the soul group, we'll ask the guide that's there. Well, is this person in the subgroup? And a lot of times they'll say yes. And I said, well, can we speak to them? And then they, they kind of uh, bring them over. So there's soul groups and there's subgroups of subgroups, you know, the bit players sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So how, well, how does that work? How so does it work? Soul circles reincarnate throughout their lives together. How many lives do we have before we cross? How many lives do we have before we cross over? I think what you're meaning is how many times do we reincarnate? It's different for everybody. It's different for everyone and it's different yeah. timing for everyone. And it's a different scenario with everyone. It depends yeah. on what kind of contract you put you or what kind of conversation you have when you come into this world. Yeah. And I know that, you know, I can give you an example of my dad and I, but it's time to go here. Because, okay. uh, soul families would be a great. Oh, I, I Veronica, oh, yeah. thank you. So we'll do soul families next that week. So Katie, come back because a lot come of back. these answers that you have right now. So yeah. m- Monday at four o'clock Pacific time, we will be, Regan's phone is going to die here any, any second <laughs> now. So we're going to go. So Regan, if you can tell somebody about yourself and then oh, we'll yeah. go. Um, go. Go to my website, uh, visittheafterlife.com. There's some great videos on there. You can actually watch a video of a young lady going to a past life and then going to the afterlife in this process and all that she learns and all. It's just amazing there. Uh, but there's, uh, my, my books are on there. Um, and, uh, there's a free book I'm giving away now about reincarnation. It's called, uh, reincarnation is real about all the current research going on to blow your mind. It's a free ebook. If you just go to my webpage and, uh, and ask for it, I'll, I'll email it to you. Uh, so tell your friends about the show. Maybe you have a friend that wants a reading or something that you can tell to 
contact us in the next week. We're here every Monday at four. And Natasha, you also have your own separate podcast at four o'clock on Wednesdays, right? On Wednesdays, Life Clarifications with Natasha. And that's where I talk about different interactions with, um, like the other day I was talking about grief and things and changing. And and today I'm going to probably talk, or Wednesday I'm going to probably talk about coming into this fall and what I foresee for this fall um, might be one of the conversations I have. So blessings. And if you're interested also, if you want to listen to podcasts, we have a lot of the old shows of um, Dance of the Soul and um, and uh, Life Clarifications on podcasts. If you go to Life Clarifications with Natasha, sorry, Regan, I, it's part of the dance of the only way I can yeah. sign up. And yeah. so with that, that it's Life Clarifications on, I'm on pretty much all podcasts. I still need to figure out how to get on iTunes. I, I have, I cannot figure out how to get on iTunes. <laughs> so with that, the blessings to everyone. Thank you for subscribing. Um, we will see Katie, you next week. Appreciate it. And love and blessings to everyone. Everyone, and remember, take a breath before you react so that you can yes, interact. Yes, take the high. We're going to take the high road. And like, don't bite back. Uh, oh, uh, real quick, um, picture yourself when someone's throwing bricks at you. And what you're going to throw back is a love bomb. You know, picture this beautiful little heart that maybe weighs about five pounds, but you can throw it thousands of miles if you want. And when they're throwing you bricks and when you can see this love bomb hit them, and all this unconditional love going all over them. And that'll keep you from that. that you'll be fun. when you throw love bombs back instead of bricks back, you'll feel their bricks going right over your head. And right yep, over your exactly. head. Yeah. Or, or another, another metaphor is just that you put those love bombs right in front of the bricks so they don't hit you. They don't hit you. Yeah. They yeah, don't hit set, you. And then have a, a white shield and just watch them bounce off. And that'll keep you from reacting in a, in a bad way because you're, you're slowing your process down instead of just like a, a knee jerk reaction. You know, you're, you have a moment to decide, do you want to do in kind and throw a bad brick back? Or do you want to, you know, let the buck stop with you? Just, you know, let it go. Don't, don't throw gasoline on the fire, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So blessings everyone and All know right. that you are meant to be you. And so be love, please. Bye now. See you next See week. You ne next week.